Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplissy alongside, well, Cody's not here. Awesome. Typical Cody. Not here. Actually, that's not typical. He's mostly here most of the time. I kind of question sometimes his dedication, but I know that he's going to be listening to this later, so I have to get in some just jabs here and there. You know, I, I think that that's one thing that I've really come to appreciate about this particular project here, the Profit Roadmap, is that uh, is that you know the the banter that between Cody and I that sometimes catches people a little off guard. They're like, "Man, do this, these guys really hate each other?" And the, the truth is, we work incredibly well together. Uh, and our different perspectives on life. Yes, we're we're separated by age by a little over a decade, um, but the the difference in generation, as small as that gap may seem, is it, pretty. It's pretty vast, and there's a lot of things the way that I grew up as opposed to the way that he grew up. And yes, you know, being, you know, being 36 years old that I am, uh, I'm still very young to many of you that are probably listening to this show. And uh, but there's a lot of things that I've taken having older parents and being a part that have really kind of lent me more to it. I was I'm an old soul. I was. I always say that I was born more than a few decades too late. Um, it's just kind of my style. But uh, but I, I particularly like working with Cody because he does provide an insight to the young folk out there um, that I think is is pretty well connected. And even though we get on each other's nerves, um, it's, it's a relationship that works. Um, and today's discussion, actually, sans Cody, is about proper expectations. Okay, so setting up expectations and not only setting those expectations, but also communicating them. Okay, because the the problem with business inherently is where expectations between the business and the customer are not typically met. And that's something that in all areas of life, you know, whether personal or business, communicating and executing expectations um, is something that seems to be kind of going by the wayside. Um, the old mantra that my dad used to say was, son, you need to under-promise and over-deliver. And I'm sure, that's a, I'm sure that's something that you guys have heard uh, time and time again. Um, but believe it or not, that's something that has been really forgotten in today's day and age. And I have some, some examples actually. So I'm not just saying that as uh, take this as gospel because Bear's saying it on the profit roadmap and he knows what he's talking about because he's got a microphone. No, I've got some set examples here. But before that, as, as, as you all know, I'm, I'm very partial to quotations. And I just kind of wanted to drop a Confucius quote on us about specifically expectations. The expectations of life depend upon diligence. The mechanic that would perfect his work must first sharpen his tools. And I think that's pretty vivid for today because the problem with a lot of folks out there and a problem with, there are a lot of problems to society. I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that. But the problem with a lot of folks out there and a lot of business owners is that their tools aren't sharpened. And I know I'm not talking about your equipment. Okay, so we're not talking about your lawnmower blades. We're not talking about making sure your equipment's in peak physical condition. That's, that, that's part of it. Yes, that, that is the literal part of it. But 
those aren't the only tools in your box. If we're going to keep the metaphor going here, those aren't the only tools in your shed. Those aren't the only things that need to be sharpened. And a couple of things that need to be sharpened from time to time is communication. So not and that's not just talking about customer service. We're talking about communication to your employees as well. Today we're focusing on customer service just because of my stories are kind of relevant to that. But what's really interesting to me is that communication is something that's completely lost on society in general. And you know, if you think about it, you know, again here 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 I am. Uh, and I can just hear Cody now being like, oh, God, this old fart talking about, yeah, but you know what? I'm guilty of it, too. And so is the generation above me now. With oh, so much technology at the end, access to our fingertips, we are constantly glued to a screen. Even professionally. I'm looking at one right now. Watching the dials go up and forth and my voice intonations being caught on this digital recorder. It is a part of my daily life. And so the, it's something that's inherently going to be there regardless. So you, I can already hear people like bear communicate, you know, technology is just part of it, blah, blah, blah. I, I understand that. But beyond the digital age and beyond, and, and we, we, I work here at a software company. I'm all about technology. I am not about the old school things, but I am about old school principles. So the tools that I'm talking about sharpening today are those old school ones and expectations is the center core of that customer service is going to be the center core of today's theme so communicating with your customers and not letting items fall through the cracks this seems like a very very simple task and it's something that we've talked about quite a bit on this show it's something we've talked about how to make sure not to let customers requests and items fall through the cracks yes we work for a software company that allows you to take advantage of features that will prevent this. This is this is at the core of what we do here. But what I wanted to take on a few months ago. So let me this is my story. This is where I'm kind of going with this, okay? So a few months ago, uh, in the late spring, early summer, it was starting to get hot here in Texas. Imagine that. And uh, even though we've had a mild summer, I'm not complaining because it's been it's been great. But I've been, I actually had the opportunity and I had some obligations to where I was traveling quite a bit. And so I wasn't around my house as much as I should be. And I needed some work to get done, specifically painters. Okay, so any painters out there, I apologize uh, because it's about to really get raucous on your industry. And I'm not really trying to say all painters. This is not a generalization. But I would like to point out that in my particular area, I was looking for some painting, outside painting work being done. Being that it's peak summer, maybe I just don't understand the industry, and I apologize again if I don't, but it doesn't seem like a lot of painting jobs are probably getting done in the late spring, early summer, particularly maybe in the peak summer. But that, again, maybe that's just me misunderstanding the industry. Regardless if I'm misunderstanding the industry or not, I think the next point is pretty scary. I call 12 painting companies. Okay, 12. I called 12 painting companies or people who said advertise themselves as such from various outlets, Google, Facebook, referral. And I called 12 of them. Nextdoor, I looked on Nextdoor as well. Uh, and that's a funny story about Nextdoor here in a second. But 12 painters. 
called on a Monday and into a Tuesday. 12 companies. I got one call back, everybody. One. One call back from 12 companies. And I said I was interested in work. Not a quote, not how much you charge. I very much needed this work done and I wasn't going to be around to do it. So it was something that I was willing to pay for. Felt like I had gotten some good references and good referrals. And I figured, you know what, the pricing is going to be pretty good on this no matter what. And it's going to cost me relatively in this field. So I am interested in having this done at my home. I had one callback. And do you know who that callback was? Is a high school kid from next door. Been my neighbor that I actually know pretty well, referring his nephew. And I didn't realize, I actually didn't realize that he was in high school. He just said, Hey, my nephew does painting. If anyone's interested in, here's his contact information. Go ahead and give him a call. So I did. And he's a high school kid. He was the only one that called me back. And you know what his response was? Bear, I'd love to help you out, but I'm really booked up. I'm really booked up. I'm really busy uh, right now, and I would love to be able to do this for you. I can probably squeeze you in in about three and a half weeks. And I said, well, in about three and a half weeks, I can come basically – actually, uh, I can come and do it. I can basically do it myself. I was kind of looking for it to get done, getting it done rather quickly. You know, there's just some time constraints. I know painting doesn't seem like a time constraint thing, but it's something that I've been meaning to do. And it was just something that I promised my better half that I would get done. And so it was one of those things. And I didn't want the burden on her because, yes, cat's out of the bag. She's actually pregnant with our second child. So, woohoo! Congratulations, Bear. Um, but the problem was is that I was trying to get this work done. And this high school kid is the only one that calls me. He sets a set of expectations that says I can be there in three and a half weeks. And I said, well, I can do it myself by that point. He's like, I'm really sorry. I do apologize. If anything frees up in the next couple of weeks, would you like me to let you know? And I said, you know what? I would appreciate that. I wanted to see if he'd call me back. I said, either way, call me back when you have a spot open in your schedule at three and a half weeks ago. He's like, tell you what, I will go ahead. I'll, I'll, he's like, he, I was like, I'll hold this little spot open for you. And I'll call you back in three weeks. And if you're, if you want me to do it, I'll go ahead and do it. And if not, no, no hard feelings. I was like, Hey, you know what, kid? That sounds great. I appreciate that. He's like, if anything frees up, I'll call you too. Great. Perfect. I wanted to see if he would call me back. Nothing freed up as it were. I actually sought out an additional referral, which I'll get into in a second. That's actually the second part of my story. But the kid ends up calling me. I ended up pointing my own house. Um, as it were. So spoiler alert, this is kind of, you know, just blowing the doors off the story here, but I ended up point, painting my own house. But the, the issue was the kid calls at three weeks, exactly when he said, he's like, Hey bear, I just want to see if you want me to go ahead and do it. I said, actually, I'm doing it this weekend. It's like, do you need any help? Now, this kid's got a lot to learn about giving too much away, right? We are about the profit. We are about profit in the bottom line here at Service Autopilot. This guy's willing to help me out because he felt bad. He's a kid, right? He felt bad that he couldn't get to me when I wanted him. So he was willing to help me. And I said, no, man, I can't ask that of you. Go and try and find a new job, you know, and trying to f try and find a new job, hopefully to fill it in 
And uh, I said, he's like, no, I wouldn't charge you, man. And I said, no, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a simple enough job. I knew I could do it by myself. Again, I just wanted to get it done within a certain period of time. I ended up doing it myself. Spoiler alert. Um, but this kid, what I think is a great model is this kid, while his inexperience is, is, is reeking through this story, and, and I say reeking and I put a really negative connotation on it, but this kid is something we should emulate, right? Following it up on our expectations. Here, I can't get to you until X time, but that's when I can do it. That's when I will do it. Tell you what, I can't, you know, I, since I can't get it, I will f- call you if something frees up. And if not, I will call you at this time. And he did. And I guarantee you that kid's not using any software. Actually, I can tell you for a fact he wasn't using any software because I talked about it. I said, hey, how did you? He's like, oh, I put a reminder on my phone. Now, sooner or later, his business is going to get way out of hand. He's not going to be able to do that via his phone. But again, the point still remains. He called me back. So that leads me to point in story number two. I sought out another referral, a little bit larger of a painting company that I knew I was going to pay a lot for. And I was like, you know what? I said I would get this done for my wife. I'm going to go ahead and get it done. So I call them up. And I did speak with someone. And he says, I will email you the quote. So, give, you know, it'll be there shortly. I'm like, okay, great. Shortly, apparently, to him was the next business day. In fact, about 14 hours later. Because I was already kind of resolved that I was going to have to do this myself three and a half weeks after all my travel was done and everything. I, at this point, it was just kind of a like last ditch effort. And I just wanted to see how outlandish this price would be. And I said, okay. You know, he said, yeah, it'll be there in a little bit. It'll be there soon. The expectation that he was setting was that I would have it very quickly, almost instantly. That was the, that was the feeling that I got. And yet I waited over 24 hours. 24 business hours, actually. So it was like... Midday, about 11 a.m. on day one. I didn't get the email until about noon the following day. So that was soon. Of course, the price was outlandish. A little bit too much than I wanted to pay. A little bit too much than I could afford, frankly. And yes, he got me the price and I knew the job and I knew the work would be done well. But it, the thing that just didn't seem right to me, I have no problem paying with quality. And I promise you, I almost promise you this, as fed up as I was at that point, even though the quite the quote was a little bit outlandish and the quote was a little bit out of my budget, because of the quality that I knew I'd be getting, if they had if he had emailed me in the gif that he said he would, I can honestly say I probably would have hired him. I probably would have, you know? Even though I was resolved to do it myself, I probably would have. Because I was kind of at my wit's end and I just wanted to get it done. And I knew the quality would be good. And, but he said I would have it soon. He said I would have it almost immediately. I forget the words he used, but the, the very distinct impression that I got was that I would have it very quickly. And I even asked, I kind of asked a reinforcing question. I said, so I'll have it here in a bit. I do remember saying that. I'll have it here in a bit. And he said, yes. So it wasn't his word on a bit. It was my word. But still, again, I reinforced it with the question like, I'll have it here in a bit. 
again, a bit's not a distinct period of time. It's not five minutes. It's not 10 minutes. But I guarantee you, most people, if you poll them, would say that a bit is not an entire business day. Now, this isn't, this isn't me moaning and begroaning. By the time you're, you're kind of listening to this, you're probably thinking, gosh, Bear's just, just whining about terrible customer service. That's, that's not entirely the purpose. What I'm trying to say here is that communication is what I appreciate. Communication is what you appreciate, whether you want to admit it or not. And communication is what our customers want. You just heard me say that I would probably paid for something that was out of my budget if he had just delivered on an expectation or, in my father's word, over-delivered. So finally, my last point today is execution. Over-delivering. So another job actually came up this uh, this spring. I'm getting all this home repair done, I guess. So I had this painting work done, and I had some gutters installed. And the gutter install was actually really cool. It was actually a really cool experience. We had had quote done for gutters actually a couple years ago. And um, it was really great. The, the lady that came out was super nice, very, you know, very transparent, you know, over-explaining things, which I love because I love to explain things. And I love being having things explained to me. She was fantastic. Things happened. We couldn't quite get the, the, the gutters at the time. But what happened was actually she still was actually working. This was at Lowe's, right? So she was still working at Lowe's. And she's like, and they had no formal like CRM or anything. But she still they had the diagram of my house that she drew up from a couple years. It's crazy. You know, she's a contractor, so she, she has her own stuff. And then she's got a, she has a, a sub who does the work when she can't get to it. And so she's like, hey, this is my sub. She tells me about him. She's like, he's done, he's done guiders for years on this particular, you know, in this particular area. He knows these homes really well, you know, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Really talked him up and said he's never had a complaint. I was like, he's never had a complaint? How long has he subbed for you? She's been doing this for – she's been doing this for – Five years? Yeah, she's been doing this for five years. He's been subbing for her the whole time. And he's been in the industry apparently for about two decades. And I met the guy. I totally believe it. Over-delivering. You see where I'm going with this, right? No way I can complain. No way I can complain about this guy. She's never received a complaint for five years. There's no way I can complain. Over-delivering, right? She could have just said he does great work. I trust him. I've, I've, you know, he's fantastic. The last four years have been great. Does solid work. He's been doing it for twenty years. That would have been enough for me. Never had a complaint. Got to see where this is going, right? I'll say it again. <laughs> so she drives up this diagram and and she says this is the way that the gutters are going to face. And and she initially says to me this is the way this gutter on this particular part of my house will face. And I said that's a bad idea. It tends to flood over there. And if we're going to just dump water straight into that area, that, that's going to cause a huge issue. And she says no problem. I no problem. No worries. We'll just sweep it out over here and have it go down the driveway. And I said perfect. I said, as long as that doesn't block me from driving into the driveway, excuse me, driving into the garage or having my garage door interfered with, perfect. Let's do it. Okay. And she, so she tells me, and she's like, yeah, and this guy, my sub will, 
you know, go ahead and do the work. And, um, but he'll, he'll also, he'll also make some judgment calls. Again, he's been doing this for 20 years and, um, you know, I trust him everything like that. I said, okay, you know, no problem. Thinking nothing of it. Right. I was like, you trust him. Here's my diagram. Here's what I signed, right, on a contract with a Lowe's corporation, you know. Figure. Good, right? Well, I'm out of town. Like I said, I did a lot of traveling this summer. And uh, I'm out of town. Come back. Gutters have been installed. And sure enough, I look over on that part of the house, and the gutter is facing the exact place where I told him it was a bad idea. So I call up the contractor and I said, hey, remember how you said you never get a complaint about this guy? She's like, yeah. And I was like, guess what? I got a complaint. I got a complaint. I told you specifically I didn't want the gutter to face this direction because wet water tends to pile up there. She's like, oh, trust me, Bear. He knows what he's doing. If you put it that way, it's meant for a reason. I said, I don't care. We agreed upon this. I set a contract for this. If he can explain it to me, since his 20 years of knowledge and he knows more than you and he knows more than me, and even though it's my house, if he can explain it to me, then you know what? I, I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. You guys remember the, one of the last solo uh, podcasts that I did. I love to admit when I'm wrong. I'm arrogant to think that I'm always right, but I love to admit that I'm wrong because I love to learn. So if this guy can explain it to me, Laws of physics will prevent water from piling up there, even though we're basically saying water dump right there. Go ahead. Make my day. Tell me. Even though I signed a contract that said that the gutter would be doing this. I'm willing to waive it. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. I don't even want to recant his lackadaisical effort in an explanation because it might just infuriate me a little bit more. But basically, it came down to this. I know what I'm doing. And that's great. And that's great that 20 years of service has gotten you that far. And I'm glad that you've never gotten a complaint until today. I'm sorry it's your bad day. I'm sorry it's your worst day. And I'm sorry that I got to be that guy. But I know that you know what you're doing. And I appreciate it. The gutters look fantastic. Except for one problem. This is the one area I said I didn't want it going. How about you fix it? How about you deliver on a promise? You know, 18th century English politician, British politician, Edmund Burke said that hypocrisy can afford to be magnificent in its promises because they never intend to go beyond a promise. It costs them nothing. Hypocrites abound. Because a hypocrite can make these lofty promises, and it doesn't matter. Edmund Burke had it nailed down in the 1700s, guys. Because that is something that we see run rampant in service businesses today, in small businesses today, in restaurants today. This isn't a railing against society. This is how to be above it. Take a cue from a high school kid who, yeah, has a little bit to learn about the bottom line and don't offer to do services for free just because you couldn't do a job. But remember and go back to the beginning. Go back to when you first started this business. And it was because, not just because you wanted to make a buck, 
It was about delivering on those initial promises. And I know a lot of you are still doing that today. Don't let those jobs fall through the cracks. Set those expectations properly. I guarantee it. You'll have a customer for life. Because the next time I need a painting job, I'm going to call that kid. The next time I need gutters, (laughs) I might just figure out how to do it myself. (laughs) But I want to do business with that kid. Guys, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. This has been a fantastic show, if I do say so myself. But Sands Cody Owen, who's actually in the great Northwest region right now, he's up in Washington, so hope he's having a great time of his life eating some salmon, enjoying a Mariners game, Puget Sound, Elliott Bay, great coffee, good stuff. Love the Pacific Northwest. My in-laws live up there. It's fantastic. So, Cody, sorry you missed out on this. I think we could have had some fun with this. Some generational combating. It would have been fun. But since you're not here, I get to do the closing too. So again, thank you everyone for tuning into the Profit Roadmap. Make sure you go on to wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a review. Tell everyone how much, tell everybody how much you hate Cody's haircut. Because I sure do. Every day. For everyone out there, I appreciate you guys. I'm Bear Duplessy. Profit Roadmap. We'll see you next time. The music in this episode of the Profit Roadmap was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.